Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. That would be us, Crop Professor. Yes, it would. I, I waited until you had a drink in your hand and in your mouth. So. I swallowed quickly. <laughs> there we go. I'm ready to go now. I was trying good to clear morning. my throat. You know what's so good about it? I can make a guess. Go ahead. Free, free, free hunting day. Is that okay. why it's a great day? Just hunting. It's free hunting day. You don't even have to have a license today. No, you do not. But it is hunting day, which means it's hunting season, which means it's finally gotten here. You've been thinking about it all year long, and it's finally here. It is finally here. Hunting day. It is kind of cool, kind of exciting. Actually, hunting started yesterday. Yes, it did. The um, infamous velvet season. Rabbit season. Deer season. Duck season. Not yet. No, okay. That's federal. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is uh, velvet season kicked off yesterday, and man, did I see a lot of a lot of velvet on on my Facebook pages. I saw a couple myself. Saw a couple myself. So it's good to see people out there taking advantage of this. Oh, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. And uh, it is exciting to uh, to see it. Uh, and uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about it today, just because. You don't have to have a license to drive Facebook, do you? No. Okay. I uh, I see a lot of comments, and and it just causes me to shake my head. When you say comments, do you mean uh, not on our not page. knowledgeable or rude or or just? Well, we'll talk. I want to talk about that too. Okay. Uh, I know you got forty-two pages of show prep, but I've got something in every category. I was very very pleased with that. Um. The the funniest thing that I have seen, and if you're one of these people, sorry if you think I'm insulting you, I might be. Um, I have seen so many posts about. I thought it was velvet season. Why is velvet season closed? If you look at the hunting guide, or if you look at the on the go app, it says antlerless deer closed. Do you know why? They don't have velvet antlers. That would be a very good reason why it's closed. It's not does. If you see a doe with a with with antlers, pop it. Okay, and that does happen. It does. Had we had a very nice one taken here in uh, uh, in Ray County mm-hmm. uh, a couple few, of years ago. A few years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but these people are freaking out. Why is it they can't hunt? I thought it was open. We closed it. No, it's closed to antlerless. Ant, A-N-T-E-R-L-E-S-S. I was going to wonder if you were going to help me. <laughs> okay, yeah. Antlerless deer. <laughs> I mean, we've been reading. I mean, it's been all over the TWA Facebook page. It's been in the news. We've We've reported it at least, I know, two times. <laughs> 
here is the actual press release. For the second year, Tennessee will be having an early deer season on August 23rd through 25th. That's now. It is a chance to take a buck in velvet. It no, is, no, 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 no. That's what Does the press say? release say. It's it's take something in velvet. It okay. It says buck according to the press release. Okay. Then this is from the TV. I guess because GL, G, uh, what is it? G, uh, geographically, geologically, where are we going? I don't know. Are we rocks or <laughs> biologically or biologically? Okay, there we go. It's Bu- typically a buck. So yes, ninety nine point nine percent of the time it is a buck. It is archery season only and private land only, except this year in the unit for chronic wasting disease is open for this hunt. Bag limit is one buck per day and a two buck limit. Which is the state limit. Right. So you could very well tag out your bucks for the year. And if that's what you want to do, so be it. Great. Knock yourself out. Help yourself to it, man. What part of doe is in that statement or antler list? Nothing. Nothing. It's not open yet. Calm down. It will be open soon. Four weeks. Calm down. Four weeks. I'm trying. I, but I got so tickled. And, and then what I really got tickled by was the responses from the people that were reading these comments. You know, I usually refrain from saying anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I really do. <laughs> um, but what I, I get, I got... How do these people survive? You know, this is what they say. This this is some of the comments. How do these people survive? How did they get out of school? Do they not understand simple antlerless is not a antler deer hunt? I could throw this whole show into a tizzy right here. What the heck? It's your show prep, not mine. Well, I'm just saying, what if a buck identifies as a doe? Oh, good Lord. Yeah, I mean, I'm waiting for somebody to make that comment on Facebook, but here's the deal. It's buck. It's velvet. It's archery only, private land only. No does, no guns, buck only, private land, archery. Period. And it closes on the 25th. So, yes, they're that's, closing do- that's deer season. Yes, they, yes, they're closing deer season. It's going to reopen again in four weeks. Calm down. Oh. I wonder sometimes I've seen I've seen some of these posts that you're talking about people who either a haven't read it b are not knowledgeable and what do we say they're they're ignorant they're just not knowledgeable but they choose to show their ignorance on a social media platform <laughs> which makes it that much worse I do remember when I was a, a a Ute my dad quoting you know the famous philosopher you know whoever pick one you know. Socrates or somebody like that. And, and my dad was always really good about paraphrasing the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a verse I heard quite often is Proverbs seventeen twenty seven, which Chuck Sanders' paraphrase was, if you got a brain in your head, you'll keep your mouth shut. Okay, that's, that's well, that's that's well his, paraphrased. That's his version of it. Okay, no, that's well paraphrased. Uh, and and, and it, it's that was simple enough for uh, a hard-headed youth to understand. Mm-hmm. I got that. Uh, but what is it I was saying? It's better to remain silent and let people think you're a fool than to open your mouth and prove it. And remove all doubt. Yep. Yeah. See, you even know that. You heard it too. Yes. Gotcha. So, yeah, I, I just, I've seen a lot. Of, I actually got a comment like that earlier this week 
I, I mentioned I got I was very excited after getting drawn for cranes. And a lady said, well, they're just back from the brink of, of, of being endangered, and now y'all are going to go out and shoot them. Yep. I said, I'm going to shoot three. Why? The, why? Because they taste good, and I will, I hate to admit, it is a lot of fun. And speaking of which, guess who got his very own crane call? Wait a minute, wait, hold, on, hold on, before you get oh. to your crane call. Okay. What did, what did her, what was her response? Oh, just a huffy kind of, I can't believe you're killing those innocent animals type huff. And my first, Did you tell her that they really mix well with whooping? No, I didn't, but I did I did hit her with a little bit of fact knowledge that I said, oh. well, hunters kill less than than uh uh wind machines, wind turbine things. More I said more more of those cranes are killed by green energy than hunters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that really gets the environmentalist good when you bring that crap up. Yeah, she didn't particularly care for that particular fact. Oh no. No. Because I'm evil for going out and harvesting all right, so here it is. animals. This is what everybody's getting all upset about. Okay. Now, antlerless, antlerless <laughs> bag limit for the Velvet Hunt, August 23rd through 25th, closed. Closed. For antlerless. Antlerless. And this is this is the very thing that people are posting online and saying, "Why is it closed? I don't get it." I'm sorry, the TWA has has misstepped here. I I, mean, I will give TWA their due when it's due, but they have misstepped. They're assuming a people can read and b that they have common sense, and that's a big, big problem right here. There, okay. I, I think TWA has given people too much credit. Um, maybe. Maybe some. I don't know. So anyway, it is the velvet antlered season. Go get you one. And be careful when you're dragging it out of the woods. Watch the velvet. Absolutely. Yeah, you do have to be careful about that. Yes. Uh, I would highly encourage you to get a, um, if you can, access to a... Um, Tractor? Oh, that would be helpful. Yeah. But I was thinking uh, if, you're in, if you're not a normal person <laughs> on a farm with a big tractor in a bucket... Um, one of those carts, like I have, yeah, that you can just put the deer on and carry it out, like a little like, rickshaw. Thing. Yeah, because you, you do run a great risk of, of stripping the velvet off, and that's what you don't want to do. Okay, uh, if you're going to go to this trouble. Uh, the other thing, I, now I did see, give 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 somebody some credit on Facebook. Uh, there was a comment that was made. A guy was get, he was going to go hunting, and then he started trying to find a processor in case he got one. Okay. And they're not quite as easy to find as you might think. Um, so hmm. his his advice was to verify your processor on the front end before you go out and harvest this buck that you want, only to have it ruined because you have no place to take it. Good call. I thought it was. That's that's for, That's thinking ahead. Well done, sir. Well done. And he didn't really say why he did this. He said he was new to Tennessee hunting. Uh, he was in western Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was new to hunting and was just trying to find a place to get it processed. Uh, and and it he, he called several places, and they did not even answer the phone, or the phone was disconnected. And he called one place that wasn't disconnected, and they didn't answer. Hmm. So 
it's not like you know here uh, we take our our meat to Don's. He's open year round because he's a year round uh, meat shop. But uh, there are other people around that you know process deer that are not full time. This is their part time business. Right, and the se- since the season really hasn't gotten going and doesn't get going for another four weeks, correct? They probably aren't in the processing m- mode per se. Probably not. So yeah, that well 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 thought out plan for that gentleman whoever yeah. he was. Yeah, I agree. Today is also uh, I said earlier free hunting day, and is the opening day of squirrel season. So. Free Hunting Day is an event in the state of Tennessee that annually provides hopes of increasing interest in hunting. Squirrel hunting is one of Tennessee's oldest and favorite traditions. Day serves as an excellent opportunity for people to experience the enjoyment of the sport. TWA encourages regular hunters to introduce friends and family members, young and old, to the outdoor sport. So, and squirrel hunting, as you have always said, and I will agree, is a great way to introduce youth or even new hunters to the sport but specifically youth i think it's a great way i think deer hunting is a horrible way to introduce somebody to sports to hunting now not that there's anything with deer hunting it's just there's not a lot of activity in deer hunting you spend a lot of time sitting there waiting for the deer to come by and sure enough they don't so you're bored Whereas a squirrel and bird and things like that, then you get a much better opportunity to be active. There you go. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Since Tony Sanders Outdoors came on the air, Sportsman's Warehouse has been one of our premier sponsors as they were the first and longest-lasting large retailer in our area. They are your one-stop source for hunting and fishing equipment, firearms and supplies, camping, boating, outdoor clothing, and so much more. There are two differences about Sportsman's Warehouse, their people, and their support of the conservation efforts that matter to you. No other retailer in our area supports locally like Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Welcome back Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this opening of hunting season in Tennessee. I'm sure Georgia and Alabama has been open for a while now. They always are. <laughs> Normally, yeah. No, I tell you what. I do uh, I do find the whole velvet hunt thing kind of interesting. People are excited about it or they're not. The other thing I want to explain, just to make sure people understand, what public land is versus what private land is. Okay. How would you define private land? Private land is owned by a specific individual. Public land is owned by a, usually an a agency, be it the state, federal, okay. county, whatever, and is open to everyone. Private land is not open to everyone unless you are invited. Okay, good. So, with the current velvet hunt season, it's open to private land only, right? Correct. 
So yesterday I see some guy, there was, a, there was Gil Lackey wrote an article, and, and he interviewed me about it. And one of the comments I made was, uh, when we went to the two-year season setting, this was a two-year deal. I do expect it to continue because there's a lot of excitement. And I do expect there to be a push to get it uh, to public and private lands. Eventually. Well, our next setting, season setting is next year. Right. So I expect there to be a push next year. Okay. I said the one of the biggest or the most frequent calls I get as a commissioner is public land hunters that are frustrated that they can't hunt the velvet's hunt. I said, okay. I listened to them. I talked to them. And I understand what they're saying. Um and so I said there is going to, I believe there's going to be a push this year to include public lands. Well, in that comment section on Facebook, somebody said, well, I hope they don't do it. I don't want people trumpsing through my bean fields before hunting season. And I'm like, I wonder how many public lands have beans that belong to other people on them. Probably not many. I'm guessing that I would, would think he probably is hunting private land. That would if I be, had to guess. That would kind of be the definition of that, if you ask me. Not necessarily. There are some. True. We actually have some WMAs that we lease out part of it to people to farm. True. Because it helps the animals and everything else. But I just, I'm like, no, that's not. <laughs> no. 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 Because the the people that are doing that actually don't have Facebook, I know them. Yeah. No. <laughs> so anyway, I, was, I I thought it was kind of interesting, and so it is private land only, and it is antlered deer only today and tomorrow and yesterday, but you cannot go back to yesterday and hunt now. Well, I didn't get to hunt yesterday, so I'm going to go ahead and hunt on Monday. I'm just going to bump that. No, no, <laughs> no, no, not going to happen. Outside the range. All right, so that's that's it. Now we were talking about hunting, free hunting day. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, TWA offers a reminder that hunter education requirements are not waived for free hunting day. So anybody born after January 1st, 1969, is required to successfully complete a hunter education course. There is an exemption for hunter ed in the form of the Apprentice Hunter License available for purchase. Uh, We're talking about squirrel season right now with it opening up. Hunters are allowed to harvest up to 10 squirrels a day from the opening day of squirrel season through February 29th, 2020, with each hunting day beginning a half hour before sunrise and ending half an hour after sunset. In addition to squirrels, those species that have year-round seasons will also be open because they never close. Year-round species include armadillos, beavers, coyotes, groundhogs, and striped skunks. If you have any other questions, check out TWA's website or check out the mobile app to find out more about the season openings and the seasons that you're very interested in. There you go. So take a kid, take a kid squirrel hunting today. Hey, shout-out to all the, the uh, CBA guys going out on the 24th of August, which would be today. Mm-hmm. They're headed out for their tournament that's happening today. There's only three tournaments left and then the Classic. Yep. Good luck, guys. Be, be safe out there. No doubt. Uh, I saw a lot of boats this morning headed to the, headed to the waters.
They could have been taking the boat for a ride. They could have been. And um, they very well may have been. I doubt it. I think they were probably going fishing with all the boats. <laughs> we saw trailer leaving this morning. I would hope so. Mm-hmm. I would hope so. Uh, where are we at? Where are we going? I don't know. We've got we got plenty. Okay. Uh, you want to stay on hunting? Or? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I do. Dove season. That's coming up soon. Yes. I'm excited. Dove season opens Sunday, September 1st. Early goose season also begins. Dove season opens September 1st at noon local time, the annual start of one of Tennessee's most long-standing outdoor sporting traditions. This year's opening falls on a Sunday. Dove season is once again divided into three segments, September 1st through September 28th, October 12th through November 3rd, and December 8th through January 15th, 2020. Hunting times other than opening day are one half hour before sunrise until sunset. First opening key. day is at noon. The key there was other than opening day. Right. So that opens the bag limit for doves is 15. There's no limit on collared doves. Uh, doves do not readily <laughs> identifiable as collared, uh, collared can, doves can, can will you, be considered morning doves and will count towards the morning dove daily bag limit. Can you, can you, um, can you read that a little quicker? Yeah, I will try. Uh, let's see here. Da, da, da. Make sure you got a plug. No more than three shells. Uh, that don't don't get caught out there. That would be bad. With you know firing seven times at, in during dove season, the game warden will not be pleased with you. Yeah, not to mention it's a federal migratory bird, which they really frown upon. Feds really frown on that kind of stuff. Yeah, they they really do frown upon that. In addition to the start of dove season, the early season for Canada Goose, Brant, Blue, Snow, and Ross's Geese also starts September 1st and runs through September 22nd. Please refer to the Tennessee Hunting and Trapping Guide for daily bag limits. So there you go. You're not a big dove hunter, are you? No. Why? I'm not a fan of the heat. I, I think it's a heat thing. I'm just not a fan. Let me rephrase that. I don't mind heat. I don't mind. Let me. I don't mind Western heat. I spent many a day in Uvalde, Texas, at 103, 106 degrees. I can deal with that. The humidity level is 10, 20, not bad. You can dry. You can literally take a pair of jeans out, set them on a clothesline, and they'll be dry in less than an hour. I mean, dry, dry. Have no problem with that. I can deal with that. Houston. Louisiana, South Alabama, South Mississippi, basically anywhere, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, South or North Carolina. I cannot deal with the humidity. I, I don't know what it is. I don't deal well with the wet heat. I don't like it. And so I'm not going to subject myself to going out, sitting in a field under direct sunlight when it's all hot and sticky, trying to shoot some birds that I'm probably not going to hit anyway. Let's be honest. You've seen me shoot. I'm just I'm being honest. Yeah, I can't argue with your logic there. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> What'd you do all day? I sat in the sun. Why? I was dove hunting. Did you get any? No. Then why'd you do it? I I I don't know. Because it's the tradition. <laughs> it's the thing we do in the South. Yeah. Now I don't mind going to dove hunts. I will eat. I will socialize. But when it comes to going out to the hunt, I'm going to wait till it's like an hour before the sun goes down, and I may meander out there. But other than that, I'm not getting out in the middle of that. I will drink. I will sit there and drink water all day, and then the problem is I will hydrate myself well, 
and then I have to dehydrate, which is not a problem. I mean, you know, you're outdoors, but as soon as you start to dehydrate, that's when all the doves start flying. Okay. Wow. I've thought this whole thing out. I think you're kind of missing the whole concept of, of why we dove hunt. I've just never been into dove hunting. I just—I mean, I will quail hunt. I've, I've quail hunted. I've pheasant hunted. I've chucker hunted. Love it. Sitting and wait—it's like deer hunting. You're sitting and waiting for the birds to fly by. I don't—I don't—I don't enjoy it. All right. Well, we'll be right back. Feel free to call in and correct Robin his thinking. <laughs> Got put in jail. Got one phone call. Give us a call. Two six seven one zero two three. Two six seven one zero two three. There is a world-class shooting facility just a short drive north of Chattanooga where you can shoot shotguns on two world-class sporting clays courses designed by Marty Fisher. You can also sight in your hunting rifle at whatever distance you need, up to 1,000 yards. That is right. Get ready for your western state hunts right there at Dead Zero Shooting Park. Give them a call at 423-800-7758. Again, that's 423-800-7758. Or visit them on the web at deadzeroshooting.com. Dead Zero Shooting Park, the era's premier shooting destination. 423-800-7758 or deadzeroshooting.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881 and invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Bates Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results and so will you. Bates has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Leaves are turning, there's a chill. Welcome back, Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning. I was just looking through some of the compass auction stuff. It, um, there's a few things in there that might be of interest to you. Oh, I like that. That'd look good in my office. That fish? Yeah. Amberjack? It's only $16 right now. Ooh, I could have a mount of an Amberjack in my office. Mm-hmm. There you go. You could also have uh, a couple of African animals. Ibex. A full-sized tar. Hmm. A giraffe hide. Interesting. Kudus. Gimsbach. Kudus to you too, sir. Uh, you're too funny. <laughs> Sorry. So, they got a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Something's happened on my show. modern technology in action. Yeah, you you do the show. I'm on. Okay, I'm gonna do this. Uh, 
TWA wants you to know there's also, I'm going to change the subject, and we're going to fishing. TWA, fishing. Fishing. It's hunting day. It may be hunting day, but fishing is also very important. Uh, the comment period on the 2020-2022. So what are you going to do? I'm going to talk about fishing. fishing eventually. Just take two. The Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency Fisheries Division is opening a comment period for the 2020-2022 fishing regulation proposals. So if you want to see something changed or you would like to make a suggestion about changing some of the fishing regulations, the comment period is now open. Uh, Some proclamations that have been proposed, uh, I highlighted a few that are specific. Uh, There are commercial uh, regulation proposed, proposed sport fishing regulation changes. They're removing the daily length on several lakes that are not in our area. And, um, but the one that will probably be the biggest one, they are removing the time and day restrictions and one pole limit restrictions on wild trout streams. TWA believes these restrictions are no longer needed for management of these wild fisheries. So that really could make an impact on a lot of people in our area. Another one uh, in regards to bait, they're going to restrict the movement of wild trout caught from the waters and to be used as bait in an effort to reduce the movement of whirling disease. If you catch a trout and want to use it for bait, you should not catch them from, and they're proposing a ban on catching trout and using them from the South Fork of the Holston River below Holston Dam to Boone Reservoir. The Watauga River from the state line to Boone Reservoir, Doe River in Carter County, North River in Monroe County, and in addition, they also want to classify Asian carp as Class D bait fish to provide dead Asian carp to be sold as dead bait by bait dealers. So there's lots of proposals, and if you want to see something change, now is is your time to let the TWA know. Dead bait only. Dead bait only. Dead carp. Dead carp. Yeah, we got the proposals uh, the other day of the new regulations and um, a lot of discussion. There's a lot, and I just gave the highlights that would be particular to our area, but there's a lot of commercial regulation changes. Uh, There's a lot of creel limit and length limits on many lakes. Nothing specifically in our area, but... um, bait changes, uh, you can't use crawfish, uh, prohibited, uh, can't use crawfish and harvested in several of the rivers around Middle Tennessee. So there's a lot of things going on. Now, if you want to see something else change, let them know. If you, if you think they're doing a good job and want to keep something, let them know. So now's your time to have your voice heard. So let TWA know about what you think. Absolutely. Um, bit of sad news. There was a uh, death last Sunday of a larger-than-life character. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, down in Louisiana. Um, I fished last October when I was in Louisiana fishing. We were fishing with... Tofil. Um, and we're talking about um, Tofil Bourgeois. Uh, 
and it's neworleansfishing.com. Uh, actually, one of the day, the first day we fished, I actually fished with his son, who is also a fishing guide. Uh, but Tofil was 55 years old, uh, was known as much as anything for flying people out to the Louisiana Barrier Islands to go fishing. Uh, and they don't know for sure exactly what happened, but uh, he was out in one of his planes. He had two. He was out in one of his planes with two fishing customers, uh, ended up crashing uh, and Tofil was uh, was killed. The two passengers, the two clients, uh, survived. And uh, it, this is is a pretty pretty thing, a pretty sad day. But I remember when we were down there, uh, and this is what they're speculating happened this time. We had two guys out with him. They flew out to the barrier, and the three guys flew out to the barrier islands to fishing. And when they were coming back, the weather forced them down. And so they were actually landing. And he, they, I talked to a couple of those guys that went with him. And um, he said, we may have to taxi back, like, you know, 10 miles. He said, we may just have to taxi back with the weather. But as they got down, the weather kind of broke, and they were able to fly. And they flew the rest of the way in at about 300 feet off the water right down the canal wow and uh and i remember then there was some pretty anxious moments that we all had wondering you know how they were doing on their way back uh but the um it it, it's it's i mean he was on tv down there a lot he was uh i described him on uh my post about it on facebook about just a larger-than-life personality. He was, uh, he was a humorous guy. And if you ever in your life have thought of a coon-ass Cajun, it was Tofield. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was pure Louisianan and uh, great guy, funny, uh, just bigger than life and an outstanding fisherman. And uh, he's had, uh, I don't know, I can't remember how long, he started. He started um, bourgeois fishing in the eighties. Something I can't remember exactly when in the eighties. Uh, and but it was just again right there, beautiful facility right there on the, one of the canals. Uh, so you, we had this. He has this room or house that sleeps like thirty or forty, and um, big open area and kind of big common area and. Uh, it's all bunks. There's four people to a room. I think you called from when you were down I there. Did. You were in Lafitte down there, and you yeah. called up here. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but I just I was I was saddened uh, to learn of Tofield's demise, doing something he enjoyed doing, fishing and and taking clients out fishing. And I'm glad his clients survived. Uh, you know, I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue what happened, but. He was the kind of guy that I think would have done everything in the world to make sure his clients were safe uh, to his own demise. Right. Uh, according to the NST, uh, National Transportation Safety Board, they said unfavorable weather conditions were reported in the area. So they think it was possibly weather-related. Thunderstorm, I think. And they were headed out to the Chandelier Islands, and the plane went down. It is absolutely terrible. But, you know, like you said, 
bad situation, but could have been a lot worse. I mean, the two clients survived, but we lost a really great guide. So I hate to see that. Yeah, uh, I spoke to a couple of my colleagues down in Louisiana that knew him and knew him well, and uh, the the fishing community was just shocked. I mean, he was. We were we were only like maybe fifteen, sixteen miles out of New Orleans. I mean, we were right uh, right close to New Orleans, and and like I said, it was a, it was a great time, and I am so happy I got to to meet him and and fish with him, and that's kind of one of the cool things about doing some of the things that we do and getting to go some of the places and meet some of the people. It's just fun. Um, so. Really, <sighs> really sad. One of the comments here, it says, he always placed his family, friends, and business and customers before himself. Yep. I can probably see that if he was flying them out to the Chandelier Islands, too. So, Yep. So. Kind of sad. It is. It is. It's, uh, it, you know, some things we do are risky. And uh, I kind of, I kind of hate that. And uh, like I said, yeah, you know, again, would I have felt bad if if I didn't know him? Sure, I'd always feel bad that somebody died, uh, especially in the outdoor community. But having met him and known him and 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 broke bread with him and had you know with eight couple meals with him uh, a day over the uh, three day period and stuff, it just was. Uh, he was he was a, he was a character. I'll just leave it at that. Well, many years ago, we 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 came on the air, and the note came across Facebook or something, and I checked it out, and and you remember when Jose Wahebi, big yeah. fly fisherman and yep. angler, went down in his airplane too, and that was you know, I'd watched his television show for years, and that was you know a crushing blow, but having actually eaten with the guy and and yeah. you know fished with him, that's you know that's got to be a little bit rough. So, all right, we're gonna go take the final break of the morning or the first morning, first hour of the morning. How's that? We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Compass Auctions and Real Estate is your one-stop source for new and used equipment. What kind of equipment, you ask? Well, they have cars, guns, construction equipment, guns, sporting equipment, guns, restaurant equipment, guns, coins, guns, four-wheelers, guns, side-by-sides, guns. Are you hearing a theme? Compass Auctions and Real Estate are your source for all the slightly used equipment that you need around your hunting lease. It's real simple. Go to soldoncompass.com and sign up for the email updates about upcoming auctions, soldoncompass.com. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. I was just looking through the compass auction. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of ammo for sale. Lot of ammo? Lot of ammo. And then, what I didn't realize, ammo has gotten a little more expensive than I remember. Rutro, maybe this will be a good place to buy ammo. And I was basing that on the prices that it was selling for on Compass. I'm like, huh, 
So I went to uh, my buddies at Sportsman's and looked, and it has gone up just a little bit. Hmm. So I needed to be more uh, cognizant of that. What any specific caliber were you were you looking at, or? Well, sure, there was. Um, five five six. Five five six. Mm-hmm. And then the then your people's guns ammo too. Uh, my people's? You mean the seven six two? Yeah, seven six two. Oh, okay. What do you mean? What do you mean, my people? <laughs> your people. Oh. The Russians. The Russians. Yeah. Okay. You're the one that keeps talking about being Russian. Well, yeah. I can't help it. I am. Okay. I'm not in a hurry, though. I'm not rushing. Those people's. Okay. No, uh, the the seven six two by thirty nine. Mm-hmm. So yeah. For the Kalashnikov. Yeah. I'll tell you what I was looking at the other day. Mm-hmm. I was just, I hadn't bought any yet. I I probably don't need any, but I'm going to get some anyway. Uh, I was looking at three inch steel for crane. That's kind of on the pricey side. I mean, as opposed to just a you know box of number eight lead. Well, you know what? You can't use number eight lead. No, I cannot. Nor would I. So you need to be just buying your. Just go ahead and buy it. Oh yeah, I've got I've got plenty. I think I used. Well, I may have used a box last year. I don't know. I don't think I used a whole box. I think I used half a box. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I only used half a box. So, probably need to get some more. Why? You only need three. Mm-hmm. Unlike that season when we started, when you when you walked out and got two before we got to where we were going to be, and then I'm dragging gear and two cranes. I shot my I shot my three shells that year. You did. Three shots, three down. That was kind of amazing. I will give you that. Considering I couldn't sit down, or because I couldn't bend my legs, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm carrying post surgery a month. Yeah, post surgery a month. You've got your gun. I've got your blind bag, a chair, two bar crane, stool. bar stool, two cranes, and my my gear, my gun, my blind bag. <laughs> I look like Quasimodo just with all that stuff on. <laughs> all right, let's cover the calendar before we go to the top of the hour news. Uh, coming up in the very, very near future, your outdoor calendar. And if you have something you want to get on the outdoor calendar, send it to me at rob at com. rob at com. Coming up September 5th, the Medal of Honor Heritage Center Sporting Clays event is going to be out at Benning Sporting Clays. There are two flights, 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. Okay, so here's the deal on this, guys. This is a great opportunity to get out and help the Medal of, Heritage, Medal of Honor Heritage Center. They're going to be teaching youth. And this is, think about this for all you guys out there. Uh, respect, integrity, um, courage. They're going to be teaching the characteristics of a Medal of Honor winner to high school students. God knows we need this in our community. So come out and help us. We've got, we've got room for about five teams left, five or six teams. Uh, if you have an interest in this, give me a call, uh, 567-4801, 567-4801. Um, or if you just want to be one shooter, we've probably got some teams that could use one. So just give us a call. But love to have you come out and help this organization. Then coming up on the 28th of September, the Quail Forever Banquet is going to be held at Highland Sportsman's Club. The doors will open at 5 p.m. Come out and 
check out the new quail forever chapter that we have here and their function is to restore quail to our area like it was when you were a youth and could hear the bob whites calling in the evening a couple of uh, really good events coming up guys i hope you come out and support it um the uh september 5th is a thursday i believe and then the 28th is a saturday so love to have you out there and, and helping all the, both these organizations especially medal of honor i want to get you out there for that that's coming up soon again 567-4801 567-4801 get more information on that all right first hour's in the can i'm gonna grab some more coffee for hour number two you need some waking me up wake up juice We'll be right back. Hunting, fishing, loving every day. That's the prayer that a country boy prays. Thank God he made me this way. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vest, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Hour number two, Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning, live from the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. We are. Not quite on the bank. How are you? I'm doing well. Did you I'm get che- some coffee? I did. I got some more go-go juice, and I'm checking the weather right now to see who, those of you who are going squirrel hunting today or are out for the velvet hunt. Uh, currently, this morning in Chattanooga, it is 73 degrees. Feels like 73 with a high of 89 projected. It is currently overcast. Be a good day to get out and enjoy yourself. Be a good day to fish. I'm just saying. I know it's hunting, but you can fish this time of the year. It's okay. Yeah, I'll let you. Okay. Even though it's hunting season, and we've waited all year for it, you can fish anytime you want to. And I think that's what I like. That's one thing I will say I like about the South is that we, we pretty much our fishing season is year round. And our growing oh, season is also year-round, so our fish get exceptionally larger than they do anywhere else. Whereas in many northeastern and north-central states, uh, they actually have a trout season. It opens on a certain day and closes on a certain day. You know, that was something I always remember about the Andy Griffith show that used to I find interesting. Yeah. They had trout season opening day. Right. And I'm like, Really? I don't know if they still do in North Carolina. I think they do. I, I will have to check. I've got a North Carolina license. I should have read the I should have read the guide, but I, I'm pretty sure when I went over there, season was open. So it's hunting season, which means Sonny calls in. All right. Hi, Sonny. Hey, how are you guys doing? I'm glad that you're awake on hunting season. Oh yeah, I, I could barely sleep. You know. <laughs> I bet. What are you going for today? Uh, well, uh, squirrels, as usual, you know, I've got this dog, uh, Libby, and, uh, you know, I, you know, took Libby out in the world and turned her into a squirrel hunting maniac. <laughs> and so I owe it to Libby to be there when I can. So me and Libby are headed to the woods, even though I don't prefer to hunt squirrels while the leaves are on the trees with a dog. 
So but, but, I'm taking Libby for fun today, and then tomorrow I'm going to go try to kill some squirrels. Well, good. Are you going with Libby tomorrow, too? <laughs> with what? Are you going with Libby tomorrow, too? Oh, no, not taking Libby. Uh, uh, when I try to kill squirrels with Libby, I wait till the leaves are off the trees. Gotcha. Okay. Just trying to understand. But, and and uh, I was going to mention to Rob, the thing about sitting out in the sun at a dove shoot, which I never miss opening day in Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia, if I can help it. Uh, but uh, the day after the opening day, there's not all the big hoo-ha with a bunch of people and stuff, and you can shoot at daylight, and you can take your dog to a nice little field somewhere and just be about the business of putting birds in the basket. True. Very good and, point, sir. Very good point. So you're saying opening day is the social. Waiting in the sun, yeah. which I'm going to try to do three times. <laughs> <laughs> opening day is social, but uh, the day after opening day is the time to hunt. Yes. See? Opening I, I day, agree. I usually get 15 birds, though. You know, it's my 12th, uh, 12th year in a row uh, for an opening day dove shoot. And uh, out of the other 11, I've got nine limits and two tens. What kind of gun are you using for Dove? Uh, the same one I got for my 12th birthday, a Remington 1100 28-inch barrel modified choke. Got that gun myself. Yeah, it's a, it's a, an excellent bird gun. I, I got it for my 12th birthday, and we retired the uh, old Remington Model 11 that uh, my dad grew up hunting with, and I grew up hunting with that one also. Uh, he grew up mostly hunting uh, quail and rabbits, and uh, I grew up hunting squirrels and ducks. And then uh, once I finally got grown in the world here and started back hunting again 12 years ago, we actually now have deer and turkeys to hunt, which my dad and my grandpa never killed a deer or a turkey in their life. So I, I was the first one in the family to ever do that. You know, that's a very good point, Sonny. There's so many people don't realize that, you know, 40 years ago, there weren't deer here to hunt, really. Or turkeys. Yeah, I was in the or woods turkeys. a lot back then, and I rarely saw one. Exactly. That's interesting. Well, cool. I Anyways, am, I'm excited I'm for out you, here in the I'm out here in the woods way too early, sitting in the dark, all excited about some squirrels that are still sleeping. <laughs> well, they, you know, they'll, they'll be ready for you when you get there. Yeah. Well, hey, you guys have a good show. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Sonny. Take care, Sonny. Bye. And for those going out hunting uh, this morning, sunrise is officially at 7.07 a.m. 7.07 a.m. So 6.37 is legal for the most part? Yep. 7.07 sunrise. So, Is that for here? Yes. Be sure and check your local area. Yes. If you're listening on Facebook and in Hawaii, Time will differ slightly, slightly. <laughs> by six or eight hours. I can't. I think it's six. I can't remember. I love it when Sonny calls in. He's excited, ready to go. You know, one thing he did mention that was a great that was a great uh, suggestion about you know opening day social and then you really hunt. You know, that's the one thing about dove season that I've noticed. You know, just kind of being an outsider per se, everybody hunts the first day or two of dove season and then. Everybody goes to something else. No, I mean, a lot of the season, I just read the season dates when they open. 
I don't hear about a lot of people. And if and if you do, let, call in and let us know. I just don't hear a lot of people hunting the times when it reopens. I mean, it closes um, September 1st through September 28th. I normally don't hear people uh, quail hunting October 12th through or, November 3rd. Or, or dove hunting. Or, I'm sorry, dove. Wrong bird. Thank you. Dove hunting September 1st through the 28th or like December 8th through January 15th. I don't hear you a lot of You don't hear dove. many people that hunt past opening week. Right. And I say week because there's a lot of places that actually will hold it until the first Saturday. Because it used to be opening day was the first Saturday. Right. Uh, so a lot of people will hold it to the first Saturday and won't have their hunt. I know our club used to do that a lot. Uh, but, um, and I got an invitation to go to a hunt on the 7th of September. I don't know. Why, why do you think that is? It's just everybody moves on to other game? I mean, because October 12th through November 3rd, that's, you know, archery season. And I think you're starting to get into What is? October 12th through November oh, 3rd. is what, archery and muzzleloader. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. So people start focusing on deer rather than qu- or dove. I don't know. I think a lot. I think dove season, I think, actually is a very social event. Uh, I think there's a, just a lot of southern traditional dove hunting that happens. Um, we don't have as many people in the woods, and I do think that a lot of people hunt opening weekend and or opening week. And and I, when I say opening week, I'm not talking you're hunting all week. You're picking one of those days to go hunting. Right. Uh, I mean, most people, and, and I'll be the first to say it, there's been many years I hunted once. Day one. That was it. Because other things were in the way. Yep. Um, matter of fact, there was a group of guys. I knew one of the guys that was a member, and I went hunting more than that during the other seasons. There was a dove club over in uh, Udawa. Uh, and, and so they had this big field that they managed for doves. And we hunted that several times, not on opening day. Okay. And uh, and so, but most people don't. Now, Sonny hunts all the time. Yeah. Uh, but I know a lot of people that don't. And then, you know, like, my th- I agree with that. And I think, you know, the season starts to change a little bit and people start focusing. They start, you know, practicing with their bow to get ready for archery season or they start sighting in their muzzleloader and they don't go hunting when they have the time to go dove hunting. And the other problem is, is to keep the birds in the air, you got to have some people shooting at them. True. And so a lot of times when the, you know, after day one, you don't have anybody to help you. It's hard to find people to go hunt. Yeah. Uh, I know our club is going to have a dove field for the month of September, and we're going to hunt it Wednesdays and Saturdays after opening day. Okay. So give you a chance to go up and, and shoot and and it is much better to shoot you know at sunrise oh yeah than noon in august i'm trying to i'm you, you talk while i try and find a youth dove hunt up at the high water it's on the seventh seventh okay i didn't i need to put that on the calendar that's true that is a good one let me put that on the calendar uh, I, well i say it's the seventh i'm pretty sure it's the seventh 
that's always a great event, seeing all those kids up there. Now, now that social aspect, seeing all those kids and those kids uh, getting a lot, you know, free ammo, T-shirt, Sportsman's is always there supporting them. A gun gets given to a young person. Lots of great food. Oh, that's that is that's a dove hunt right there. That is a dove hunt. I bet we can answer your question right now. Hey, Keith. Hey, guys. This brought up an interesting point there with your last caller. And as a person who's had two vehicles destroyed by deer, I I feel like we're just overpopulated. Is that a management problem or people not hunting problem? I think it's... Uh, um... I think it's just you don't have as many people out there hunting. Uh, and unfortunately, or fortunately, the science behind it's going to lag a little bit. Uh, but I f- we did a story last year, Keith, on how many or how many billions of dollars that deer damage causes to vehicles. And, and, and also, I'm a farmer, too. And, uh, I mean, I've got a field, and it's right in the middle of, of Athens, Tennessee, uh, it was growing soybeans last year, and I have now switched it over to just a hayfield just simply because they were just, uh, there's about eight or ten of them, and they were just wreaking havoc on the beans. And, uh, you know, there, there's really nothing I can do as far as a management standpoint of it because it's right in the city and nobody can hunt them. And, uh you know, I've had several people tell me ways to keep them out of there that I haven't tried yet, but I'm going to try. Just, sure. You know, just simply because, wow, they just found a spot with water and everything else, and, and they love it. They just stay right there. But, uh, you know, I, like I said, I've, I've had this thought for several years that we are just we're just overpopulated. Well, now and, you know, you may you may have a different opinion. Being hunters, I don't hunt deer. No, no, and I don't think we. I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I, I lost a lot of crops to to deer too. Uh, but now you can also have people hunt them. Uh, you're allowed to hunt legally, even in the city. Uh, I'm not saying you won't well, get harassed. Where the field is at is right in the middle of a residential area, and, I mean, it's right on Congress Parkway there in Athens, Tennessee. Right. And, uh, you know, I've wanted to do something about them and, uh, you know, just haven't really come up with a good idea other than just get somebody out there with a bow and just take them out. Yeah, there was a great article written several years ago about urban hunting with using archery equipment, and I think that's that's great. But you can also... Uh, you know, unless I understand the the rules wrong, you can also gun hunt uh, your field, even in the city. There's nothing illegal about hunting if you're right. legally hunting animals. So, right. Well, I, and you know, I rent the property, so yeah. that might be a a, a thing of. Now that yeah, because the people that I rent the property from is a church, so they they may have a problem well, with that. I really haven't asked, just to be totally honest with you. Uh, just been kind of exacerbated because of the sure the the problem that I have with them. But seriously, you know, I I hate to step on anybody's toes, and they may think I'm wrong, but I really do believe in this state we are just absolutely overpopulated with deer. 
Uh, there's people that won't disagree with you, and considering my wife has run over two of them, <laughs> I understand, Keith. I made you almost hit coming over to my house this morning. Yeah, I, I, I went. I ran through a herd of of about fourteen this morning, about four o'clock, coming to pick up Rob, coming to do the show. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's just like they're just like fish anymore. They just get in groups and and school. I mean, I you know, people may have a different opinion, but like I said. I mean, I'm 53-year-old, 50, and I can remember back, my brothers used to deer hunt all the time when we were younger, and they'd go out for, you know, years before they'd ever get a deer or whatever, and I'm like, you people are wasting your time. But now, <laughs> you know, uh, it just seems like they're just they're just everywhere, and I'm like, are these people not hunting these deer or or what's the problem? Well, we're definitely seeing less hunters. That's something that everybody is working on as well. So yeah. there's there's a lot of factors. But great call, Keith. I appreciate it, man. All right. Bye-bye, guys. See you. See you. All right, we're going to go pay a bill. When we come back, uh, we may discuss a little more, but he doesn't think there's a deer shortage. I don't, and I agree with him, being his age. Um, you just, you're seeing lots more numbers of deers now than you did, let's say, 40 years ago. So... There's some. There's a question. We'll try and come up with answers when we get right back. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors listens to you. Maybe. Call us at 267-1023. 267-1023. Compass Auctions and Real Estate is your one-stop source for new and used equipment. What kind of equipment, you ask? Well, they have cars, guns, construction equipment, guns, sporting equipment, Guns, restaurant equipment, guns, coins, guns, four-wheelers, guns, side-by-sides, guns. Are you hearing a theme? Compass Auction Real Estate are your source for all the slightly used equipment that you need around your hunting lease. It's real simple. Go to soldoncompass.com and sign up for the email updates about upcoming auctions, soldoncompass.com. Since Tony Sanders Outdoors came on the air, Sportsman's Warehouse has been one of our premier sponsors as they were the first and longest-lasting large retailer in our area. They are your one-stop source for hunting and fishing equipment, firearms and supplies, camping, boating, outdoor clothing, and so much more. There are two differences about Sportsman's Warehouse, their people, and their support of the conservation efforts that matter to you. No other retailer in our area supports locally like Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. There is a world-class shooting facility just a short drive north of Chattanooga where you can shoot shotguns on two world-class sporting clays courses designed by Marty Fisher. You can also sight in your hunting rifle at whatever distance you need, up to a 1,000 yards. That is right. Get ready for your western state hunts right there at Dead Zero Shooting Park. Give them a call at 423-800-7758. Again, that's 423-800-7758. Or visit them on the web at deadzeroshooting.com. Dead Zero Shooting Park, the era's premier shooting destination 423-800-7758 or deadzeroshooting.com are you a member of the national rifle association if not why no other organization in this country fights for your rights like the nra in the current environment our rights under the second amendment are being attacked every day while we in the south may feel comfortable that is not the case all across america the nra is taking up the fight for you and you need to be a part join the over five million men women and children who are members of the nra Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this Saturday morning. 
coming straight to the phones to one of our favorites, Beaverman. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Fly Professor. Good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, well, I'm quite well, thank you. Good. I'm so looking forward to these just brisk and uh, temperatures of only 88 degrees instead of well above 100. Yeah. It should be much nicer for you. Let's hope, because I'm um, the novelty has worn thin of the summer sun. <laughs> well uh, said, sir. Well said. I understand. You know the best part of oh 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 yeah countdown. How 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 much how many days? What do you, what do we have? A week until college football season starts? Uh, no, it's today. Yeah, I think there's some today. JD, you, I know you're more of a basketball man. But, um, you know, the, those sport talk guys are kind of thin-skinned, and if you don't just go along with what they say, they get their little feelings hurt. But So um, the best part about college football season starting is it gets three-quarters of the dumbasses off the river and True. puts them back in front of their televisions. Good point. So you can the send, your cards, and send the your cards and letters to Beaver and all of that, and people who have boats, hint, hint, that like to take people fishing on the river can do so in peace and quiet while yeah. everybody else is sitting in front of their televisions. Who's got a boat? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a boat. I'm boatless bank trash <laughs> is what I am. I guess he's referring to me. I guess I'm worthless waiting trash then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're good at it until you get stuck in quicksand. Yeah. And then you become a liability to us all. True, true. <laughs> You just see this little hat floating down the river and say, "Where'd Rob go?" So, are you a are you a dove hunter, or will you be going dove oh, hunting? Oh yes, yeah. We'll, we'll we go and and it, there's um these friends of ours down in North Georgia have a hunt and it's a and it's a big thing and um big barbecue. I mean they they do do it right. Do do a bunch of barbecue and potluck and we bring you know bring friends and set it all out. He's got um, fields that he cuts and rolls and. Um, fluffs up the the millet for the dove, and um, you know we usually have a pretty good time. I have um, because I, I have a a bit of seniority down there. I, I usually procure a spot that um, gets in the shade first. Gotcha. In the afternoon, so myself and whole wheat we park ourselves in the shade and um, wait for the birds to fly by, so you can go boom expletive, boom expletive. <laughs> yes, language is colorful during opening of dove season. Yes, yes, indeed. The um, uh, the best part, though, is the very next day is Canada goose. Um, because once he he doesn't like the fields disturbed um, prior to the dove hunt, but after that, it's you know get these geese off of my property, keep them from pooping on the deck, the dock, and everything else. And um, the best part about a Canada goose is the sound it hits. It makes when it hits the ground. Go <laughs> flap! <laughs> I mean, it's like taking a, a two by four and smacking a a big pillow or something. Oh, uh, they are. They it is. It is wonderful to hear them come down. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think the Georgia. That's it, like it's like two weeks. Two weeks from today. Because it's always the first Saturday 
of September. Georgia? Yes. It does not start on the 1st. It starts the first Saturday of September. So, well, uh, Which is what Tennessee used to be. I thought, ten, I mean, since I, my recollection, Tennessee's always been on the 1st. I am pretty sure it used to be the first Saturday. Well, you're way older than I am, so I'm sure your <laughs> memory goes goes back much farther. Sorry. What are you laughing about? I, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> well, and I may be wrong. It's it, I've been known to be wrong. Once. But you, then you were just slightly mistaken. Just slightly mistaken, yeah. <laughs> I was wrong about being wrong. <laughs> hey, I know you were talking about your friend down in Louisiana, but have you talked about Tread Barta? And, I have and not. We have not. Un, unsuspecting and, and untimely demise. I mean, talk about a real character and and a, and a true... Um, I thought Tread had a disease. Tread had... Yes, he had a spinal um, stroke, I think is what yes, it amounted to. Yes, that's what it was. was, that's what it he was. was paralyzed from the waist down, but then he still went fly fishing, and he still went bow, you know, hunting, bear hunting, and, and deer hunting, and turkey hunting, and he had this mechanical tracked wheelchair that got him around. And um, he was uh, and he was killed in a car crash up in Canada a couple weeks ago. Uh, we have not mentioned that. And, you know, I used, I, I had kind of a weird love-hate relationship <laughs> with his show. Yeah. Um, but he was, he, you're right. He was a character and, and I did see where he had died and, uh, not too much before, uh, uh, Tofield did. And, and I guess knowing Tofield and stuff, it just kind of, kind of took precedent, I guess, for lack yeah. of better words. Apparently he held, he held several, um, line records, world records, um, fishing records. And one was a, um, a 60 something, pound tuna on six pound tippet on a fly rod that's pretty impressive that's very <laughs> impressive i'll give him that i'll give him that and uh so yeah it's um uh, it's sad you know these people that that see you know that have the, the adversity and then still go beyond that and work so hard beyond that to um enjoy what they what they love yeah and i remember when when shred had his his spinal stroke I'd never heard of such. Yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, yeah. Was, I have a friend that has, has had that same, had that same situation at a very young age. He's, he's still in a, uh, he's in a chair, uh, but, um, still gets out and it is great, great. He's a great father, great role model for his kids and, um, good fisherman. Mm-hmm. So, good deal. He'll be, he'll be down there dove hunting too. In a cool. Couple weeks. All right. We have a good time. Anyway. Thank you, Beaver Man. All right, gentlemen. Y'all be cool. Talk to you soon. All right. We're going to go pay a bill. I did. I'm glad he brought up Tread Barta. Uh, yeah. I used to watch him on ESPN or whatever. It was. I was just reading about it, and most people said you either loved him or you hated him. There yep. was no middle ground. And, and and I'll be honest with you, I did both. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, I, I disliked him more than I, I liked him, and but I always watched. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they work. Y'all are correct. Football season. If you want to watch it tonight, Miami versus Florida and Arizona versus Hawaii. We'll be right back.
Want to be a part of Tony Sanders Outdoors? Call us, 267-1023-267-1023. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Now, I got to admit, I don't even know if J.D.'s been paying attention to us in here, but this has been some some radio gold during the breaks. It's too bad it's none of this is on the air. I'm waiting for people on Facebook because if you just were watching Facebook just right here, go back about 25, 30 seconds, and there was a – you're going to see a lot of just me going nuts and about Tony stressing me out this morning. I didn't get to see what was going on during the break, but I saw you both burst out laughing and slapped the table, so I figured it had to be hilarious. <sighs> it was pretty funny. He is stressing me out. Gosh. <laughs> Go back to the thing. Go back to the thing. I'm at the thing. It's not time for the thing. Pointy point. Talk, talk. I don't know how I did the commercial for sports. I don't know. I was, I was looking away. I couldn't look. Complete I couldn't look straight at you. face, too. That was impressive. <laughs> I couldn't look at you. That's why I was looking away during the commercial. If there, I'd looked at you, I would have died laughing. There are some days it is very funny. Uh, there are some days I am thankful that the microphones are off. Yes. Um. Rob has a very salty mouth at times. Okay, I'll get, yeah, I will admit to that. Yes, yes. So, but anyway. Uh, Creatively salty, I will say that. We, so we have, um, uh, and, and, and I have been known to throw stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it, it's all because I'm trying to do a good show. True. We try and we try and do our best, but I did duck a set of headphones one day <laughs> right as we're coming on the air. Yeah, you did. I ducked it because uh, I was frustrated. <laughs> I think those headphones are gone too. Yeah, <laughs> if they weren't then, they are now. I can tell you that for sure. I, I don't know. Do you, I can't remember. Do you watch Yellowstone? Yes. Okay. The 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 uh, Pat- Kevin Costner show or whatever. 
Paramount. Paramount. Yes. Network. Did you see the last one? I did not. Okay. I'm almost. If you're a Paramount. Spoiler uh, alert. If, if you're a Yellowstone fan, just turn it off for just a second. There's a scene where they're replacing the glass in Beth's office. Mm-hmm. You know, which a couple of shows ago there was some damage done, whatever. And the guy's putting a glass. He goes, "Well, I've never seen this, this break. What did you throw through it?" And uh, and then they they pan to her face, which is all beat up from the the scene, the show a couple of weeks ago. And she goes, "My face," <laughs> and, and just as dead as serious. And, and it's like, okay, that's pretty. Nah, that's pretty good. Yep. Hey, David. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? Wonderful. And yourself. Good, good. That's the meanest woman I've ever seen on television. Isn't she, though? Golly, bum, that gal's just mean as a snake. Yes, she is. Oof. <laughs> have, you seen, have, you seen, have you seen the latest one now? I'm going to get off of the no, show. No, well, it, no. I haven't she, seen I, I'll watch it when I get home. It's, it's, a di- <laughs> it's, a, it's, a different, it's a different Beth. I'll just say that. Oh, okay. Well, good no, that's deal. not true. Okay. She's still mean as a snake. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to in the morning. Of course, I'm working today, but tomorrow, of course, I drew a, the first muzzleloader hunt, Prentice Cooper, this year, and uh, I'm going up there do a little velvet squirrel hunting tomorrow. See if I can find a buck in velvet and uh, tromp through my little woods a little bit. Really looking forward to it. Well, good, good. Uh, so when is that? When is that first hunt? November, or I'm sorry, October 3rd, 4th, 5th, I think it is. They they hunt those on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. Yeah, which is usually if I draw it, uh, there's nobody there on Thursday and Friday. It's just me. <laughs> well, that's awesome. But, that's not uh, bad. I hope it, I hope, really hope it cools off is the biggest thing, but you know how it goes. It's been kind of a hot one. Yeah. Now, where are you calling us from today? Uh, I'm right outside of Atlanta, fixing to head to the north side and then back down to LaGrange and head for the house. Oh, okay. Call cool. it a week. Good deal. Hey, listen, Rob, I got a suggestion for you, Rob, um, on the dove hunting. You know, well, just like you were talking about your um, uh, toting all the stuff out to the to the bird hunt and everything, carrying this and carrying that. We've I picked up one of those. I call it the war wagon. Uh, it's one of those like little landscape pull behind wagons. It's got the pneumatic yeah. tires, big tall tires on it, and sideboards and and we load everything up on it and just head for the field when we dove shoot it's just it's awesome just to pull that along behind you and don't have to carry everything that's a great keep idea that in mind next yeah next time tony wants you to carry everything just get you one of those wagons i will be a more efficient <laughs> sherpa yeah i'll even buy him one of those wagons you'll let me use it oh thank you tony thank you for buying me something to carry your gear with awesome he put your personalized license plate on it. I bet I would. <laughs> Trout professor. Uh, listen, uh, I'll let you go, but real quick, man, uh, uh, one of the group Facebook things that's got to do with hunting, Tennessee hunting, I, golly, bum, I saw some beautiful velvet bucks taken yesterday. Yes, sir, there were. There were. Man, that is just that is just awesome. Of course, also a lot of people gripping about it. I don't see what their gripe is, but, you know, can't make everybody happy. But Less than 1% know. of the bucks killed were killed during the velvet hunt. Think about that. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. But you know how people are. They've got to complain about something. And I hope they don't get mad that I'm going to take out a few velvet squirrels in the morning, but they'll just have to get over it. That's right. That sure will. <laughs> Listen, gentlemen, have a very great, great day and a good weekend, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you, David. Take care, guys. See you. Bye-bye. There you go. Mm-hmm. we got to do one story before. Okay. I promised one story for our friend Chuck Sanders. Okay. I hope you're listening, Chuck. Uh, Chuck sent me a text the other day and asked me to identify a wasp, which I did and told him what I knew about it and then looked up the wasp and 
gave them some more information. And it was a red wasp. It was a red wasp. They are reddish brown color with opaque dark or black wings. And he said there was a large infestation at under his uh, porch. And I, he said he was going to get some wasp spray and just wanted to make sure what they were. I said, yeah, that'll work. I'm not sure wasp spray is enough. Well, a Massachusetts man decided that uh, wasp spray wasn't enough. So after soaking down a hornet's nest on the second story of his house right under the eave, he decided it was a great idea to shoot it with a Roman candle. Dave Schmida of Sturbridge first tried using Raid as an insecticide spray, but that didn't work, so he decided to use fireworks instead. Makes a sense. A video taken by his brother, Matthew, shows Dave firing three <laughs> shots towards the Hornets. There you go. Oh, yeah, hold on. I'm sorry. If we're going to do something stupid, let's video it and put it on Facebook. Oh, sure, yeah. He fired three shots towards the Hornets, nestled in the corner of the roof on the third floor of their home. Excuse me, I said second. Third floor. First three shots missed, but the fourth hit its target, and the nest went up in flames. Now, it's right under the eave of the house. Fire not, rises. Not a place to have a fire. Fire rises. Uh, in the video, it can be heard, wait, stop, there's a fire. And the nest immediately was engulfed. He then went up to the third floor and hung out the window, trying to put it out with a fire extinguisher. The roof suffered minor damage and some boards were burned, and now there's a small hole in the roof. He said, I did get rid of the bees, so I would say mission accomplished. However, fireworks are illegal in Massachusetts for anyone without a professional license. So that is our idiot outside this week. <laughs> we'll go to a break on that one. Tony Sanders Outdoors, we'll be right back. Campfires are burning, we're gathered round in chairs. Sportsman's Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up on this Saturday morning, opening day of hunting season. Get out there and take a ute out hunting, squirrel hunting. Whatever it takes, have fun with it. Uh, if you're out there velvet hunting, be prepared, be ready, enjoy that. Good luck. Archery only, unless you're in the CWD zone, and then uh, it's a little more wide open down there if you're down in that area. A couple of calendar things coming up. A, an exciting thing, the Medal of Honor Heritage Center Sporting Clays events coming up on the 5th of September. That's Thursday, about, uh, about what, 10 days away or so? Uh, two flights, 9 and 1 a.m., 
at Benton's Sporting Clays up in uh, Benton, Tennessee. 9-28, September 28th, Quail Forever Banquet at Highland Sportsman Club. Doors open at 5 o'clock. Uh, more information on that, go find us on Facebook at Tri-State Chapter of Quail Forever. Uh, or give me a call at 567-4801, 567-4801. And then a Ute Dove Hunt on September the 7th up at the Hawaii Hawassi Refuge, September the 7th. So check that out at the Youth Dove Hunt. That's at noon. You need to pre-register for that at the TWA website if you want to participate in the Youth Dove Hunt. They just want an accurate count so that they know how much food, food to get. Food to get, absolutely. There you go. Because everything is free for the kids up there. Food, ammo, T-shirts, lots of fun. Got about a minute left. What else do you want to talk about? Well, um, I've got a lot of show prep that we didn't hit, but there was one I saw that my wife posted something to Tony Sanders Outdoors that said, don't pet the fluffy cows, which are really, really big buffalo. Well, not a day after she posted that, a bison stampede. If you haven't seen the video, go type in bison stampede. These people, uh, the best part is they're in a rental car, and about a 1,900-pound uh, buffalo running at, I don't know how fast it was running, smashes into the side of the rental car without insurance, smashes the windshield, dents the car up. They didn't take the insurance out? They did not. They did not have insurance on the rental car, and that's terrible. But just think, they showed the damage of this vehicle. Windshield's shattered. It's got a huge dent in it. Think about a human. This is why you don't pet the fluffy cows. Don't pet the fluffy cows. Good advice. Good advice on this From weekend. the trout professor, Tony Sanders Outdoors cares. Yes, we care. Don't, don't pet the fluffy cow. Yeah, don't pet the fluffy cows. We'll see you next week. Hunting, fishing, loving every day. That's the prayer that a country boy prays. Thank God he made me. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.